I asked him, if I come back to the world, what do you want me to do? And he said, love the person you're with. And I said, okay, great. But like, what would be my job? And he said, that is your job. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to some real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about whether or not an atheist could ever change their mind about being an atheist. Now, atheists can be very zealous about not having religion, but what would ever change the mind of an atheist or maybe their heart? Well, in our last show, we had just that. Howard Storm was sharing how he grew up in a religious family, but he rejected it later on in life and became a full-blown atheist and then became a college professor. But he described how he was in Paris and his duodenum ruptured, leading to a moment where he died and had a supernatural spiritual experience where he was in the cesspool of darkness. He calls out to Jesus and then he was able to have this experience where he was having a conversation with Jesus and with God. He understood at that moment. He asked many questions and had many answers come to him about his life personally. Now, he's going to share what happened to him as he came back to life, and he decided to follow this Jesus whom he met when he died. Howard, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Howard, it is great having you back. And to recap with you, you're having this experience where you die, you're at the entrance of hell, and these demons are pulling you there and biting you. Yikes. Then you call out to this childhood Jesus that you rejected throughout your life. He comes to your rescue, pulls you away from them, and across the universe to the gates of what you perceive to be heaven. In this experience, Jesus shows you mercy and then starts answering questions you've had about life and about your personal life. Yes, I asked him, if I come back to the world... What do you want me to do? And he said, love the person you're with. And I said, okay, great. Yeah, but what do you want me to do? And he said, love the person that you're with. And I said, yeah, I got it. But like, what would be my job? And he said, that is your job. And I said, that's it? That's all you want me to do is love the person I'm with? And he said, that's all I want you to do. He said, if you do that, it'll change the world. And I said, no, it won't. It won't change the world. How could it change the world? And he said, there's millions of people trying to be as loving as it could be. And I said, yeah, well, there's millions of people that are being really nasty and cruel, and you know, they're going to win. And he said, no, they won't, because all these angels, millions and billions of angels that are part of God's plan to change the world and make it a better place. And I said, I don't know if it's enough. And he said, you need to understand, it's God's plan that we become more loving. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. But it's God's plan. I mean, how can I argue with it? Yeah. So I thought... Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll be more loving. Well, it's been 33 years, and I'm still working on how to be more loving. I'm trying to figure out how to be more loving, because like when you're with this, like really kind, sweet, beautiful people, it's easy to be loving. But how do you be loving to people that are nasty and mean? How are you loving to people that are abusive? Mm-hmm. It's a challenge every day to be the person that God created us to be. 
but it's doable and with the help of God. Because I've got a friend, and his name is Jesus, mm-hmm. and he's never away from me. And so when I need help, I ask him for help. I ask him for help to be more patient. I ask him for help to understand things. I ask him to help me see people the way he sees them, because he loves everybody. He loves everybody so much. Sometimes I say, let me see him through your eyes, you know? Because I don't like him. I said, let me see him through your eyes. And when I see him through his eyes, it's like there's a beautiful person there. Mm, That is so powerful, Howard. It seems like this experience you had with Jesus was a total perspective shifter. Yeah. Almost like you have the perspective of heaven now. Yeah. What happened first when you came back to life and realized that you were back in the earth? I wanted to tell my wife and I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus and nobody wanted to hear it and they laughed at me and told me I was crazy and it didn't happen and, you know, get over it. And it was really hard at first because I was just crazy on fire with my love of Jesus and I wanted to talk about Jesus all the time and nobody wanted to hear about it. It was a really hard time. Hmm. That must have really been weird. I mean, here you are, an atheist who openly denied Jesus and his deity. Yep. And now you're preaching him to your family. I mean, yeah. I'm sure now you understand when people look at you, when you share Jesus, you're probably realizing how you once thought, like <laughs> they think you're crazy, right? Yeah. So I'm sure that was pretty perplexing. And even now, I understand to this day, you are very passionate about Jesus and preach the gospel to everyone you can. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I love what St. Francis of Assisi said, preach always and if you must use words I try and live it more than just push it, you know. Well, Howard, I am sure that there is someone listening now and is pondering if this God you had an encounter with is really real. And if so, how can they come to a God knowing that they have sins and have done wrong things in their lives? What would you say to them and to those who might even be doubting your story? Well, I want to offer the possibility of resolving both of those questions. I would suggest a person go to a church and look at the cross, and think about the Son of God saying, I want you to be with me in heaven so much, I am going to suffer and die on this cross to guarantee my promise that if you accept me and my love, I will take you to heaven, and that all your sins are going to be forgiven, because I'm taking all the sin of the world on myself, and your sin will no longer be your sin. It's going to be my sin, and I'm going to make it vanish from the record, and you're going to be as white as snow. You're just going to be cleansed by all this. Just look at me on this cross and believe me. And I believe that if a person goes in with a sincere heart and looks at that cross and talks to Jesus and asks Jesus to be real to them, they'll know in their heart, they'll know in their mind that he is real, and they'll know that God is real, and that their sins really are forgiven, and they're going to be born a new person. They're going to be born again. Wow. You know, I think that some who come to Christ think that after they have a relationship with Jesus, that everything will be perfect and they'll just never sin again. But in truth, walking out holiness in the Lord is a process and the Lord has grace for us as we learn to grow in maturity to be more and more like Him. Did you experience this? Yeah, it's one of my huge disappointments when I came back because I thought it was going to be perfect and I found out I was far from it. Still working on that part. (laughs) Howard, what would you say to the skeptic? who even after listening to this, they're like, you are never a true atheist, you know? Or if they're wondering if someone put you up to this, what would you say to them who might be skeptic? I would ask people to go right to God. If they do it sincerely, 
if you're doing it just to put God to the test, forget about it. You're going to get nothing if you're just trying to test God out because you don't put God to the test. That's a big no-no. But if you go sincerely and just lay your soul out for him and ask him to come into your heart, they're going to be amazed. He will. Howard, that is amazing, man. I like the advice. I pray someone gets the boldness to do that and have a real moment with a real God. This isn't a dare. This isn't a challenge. This is something that you need to do for you. Right, Howard? Yep. So it's amazing to have you on our show. Thanks again so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hang on. I'm going to walk you through the next step if you want to do this right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I mean, this is really an amazing testimony. I love that, you know, now he was the religious person that he used to roll his eyes about and he used to persecute in past times. And now he was the one being persecuted in the same way by others. Wow. Talk about seeing things from the other side. That's how you know that this is such a powerful thing that God did in his life. You could just hear the conviction in his voice that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But I want to continue to see what Holy Scripture reveals to us about this real concept of heaven and hell. In our last show, I talked about Jesus' parable of Lazarus the beggar and the rich man who both died. Surprisingly, the one who did everything right in the world's eyes ended up being in hell. And Lazarus, who was the one who did everything wrong in the world's eyes, ended up being in heaven. So why? Let's look closer at the rest of the parable. It's written in Luke chapter 16, verses 24 through 31. It says, Then he cried, and this is the rich man in hell. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. 
You see, towards the end of the parable, there's a clear understanding of the pathway to heaven that is apart from living a perfect life. Simply, it is the heart of repentance. You see, the rich man was trying to get Abraham to send someone from the dead to testify so that others wouldn't suffer the same fate as he did. And his wish was that his brothers would repent and believe what Moses and the prophets were pointing to. Well, what were Moses and the prophets pointing to? Simply said, they're all pointing to the promised Messiah, the chosen one to be the savior of the world, the one who would grant mercy and forgiveness of sins, one who would take on the sins of the world. Jesus was the hidden pathway, not mentioned directly, but he is mentioned through Moses and the prophet's friend. Jesus is this way. So Lord Jesus, for the person who's saying, I didn't know this. I always thought that the way to heaven was being a good person. Lord, we repent of this. We turn to you, Lord Jesus. We want to follow you. We receive this pathway. We receive you, Lord Jesus, into our hearts. We repent of our sins and we realize you are the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins and is offering us eternal life. Lord Jesus, we're so sorry. And we come to you humbly. We ask for your forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name. If you prayed this prayer, rest assured, you found the pathway to the kingdom of God. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.